As we start hour number three, Levante David is going to join me momentarily. This guy nailed it. Coming off that last take that I didn't really finish, but the Michigan reaction after that game. Jim, Gale Sayers didn't cry as much as Coach Moore when Brian Piccolo died. Scott in the 716. Essentially, that's the whole point. Having watched that movie, and again, Hollywood will take certain liberties, but Gale Sayers didn't cry as much when Pick died. And Pick died. That's the whole point. He died. He died in the most tragic way possible. As a young man in the prime of life, cut down by cancer. And Gale Sayers didn't cry that much. Nailed it. We'll have that for you in a minute. As promised, we are joined right now by a linebacker for the Tampa Bay Bucks. He is in his 12th season. He played his college ball at Nebraska. He won a Super Bowl in 2020. He was a Pro Bowler in 2015, a three-time All-Pro. This season, a team-high 83 tackles, 11 for loss, a couple of sacks. The Bucks are 4-5. and five. They take on the 49ers on Sunday. We are joined by Levante David. Levante, great to have you back. How are things, man? How are you? Hey, hey Jim. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me. Always good to have you, dude. Thank you very much for making time. So let me ask you, you beat the Titans on Sunday 20-6 mm-hmm. and a good game in the sense that you limited them to 209 yards. You did not allow a touchdown. Derrick Henry had only 24 yards on the ground. So how good did you feel about that win? And then how do you feel about the team overall at the halfway point of the season? Oh, I felt real good about it. You know, again, back in the win column, after losing four straight, you know, that's tough to deal with, you know, and especially in this league. You want to get in the win column as much as you can because we're trying to get to the ultimate goal. But uh, it definitely felt good, man. It shows what we're capable of. But we got another opponent, tough opponent coming back up this week. So uh, we got to get ready to roll for that. You know what you do? I'm going to ask you about them in a minute. Listen, I know you. I know you're not going to make it about you, so I'm going to make it about you instead myself. You achieved a milestone Sunday when you recorded your 1,000th solo tackle of your career. Pro Football Uh Reference says since 1994, only 13 players have more career solo stops than you. What's that milestone represent to you? Oh, man, it's amazing. It's a blessing. You know, I was kind of aware of it before the game because they were telling me about it throughout the week. So uh, I definitely wanted to make an admission to do that. But then again, I had to do what I had to do within the game plan, within the defense to get what I had to get. But when I was able to accomplish it, man, it's a great feeling. You know, uh, something definitely to be thankful for. And, uh, you know, I would thank God for that. I'll be blessed to be in this position and blessed to be in the organization for all these years to be able to accomplish that. I mean, speaking of the organization, Levante David joining us, your head coach Todd Bowles said last week that you're still playing it, quote, an elite level, end of quote. He's not wrong. So what do you think has enabled you to avoid any career drop-off at all a dozen years into your career? Yeah, I think uh, just understanding the game. Understanding the game, the game evolving, the game is changing. I just try to adapt with it. You know, I just try to change, change the way I play the game. Whereas, uh, you know, just trying to take care of myself. Uh, just continue to play fast and continue using my abilities the best way I can. And, um, you know, just trusting everybody else around me to be able to do their job and allow me to, you know, be able to play freely the way I'm able to do. You know, I'm glad you put it that way because it is often about who you have around you. I spoke with mm-hmm. your running mate, 
Shaq Barrett last month. I got to ask you, what's it meant to you individually and to the defense overall to have a playmaker like Shaq back on the field after he tore his Achilles last season? Oh, man, it's amazing. You know, as you can see, man, once Shaq got hurt last year, we had a huge drop-off, huge drop-off because his talent level, what he brings and his leadership level to our defense is, you know, unmatched. And uh, for him to get back, you know, to where he needs to be, it's amazing to see, especially everything he's been dealing with this whole offseason, to see him, you know, just coming out, continue to fight, continue to grind with us, and uh, just continue to be a part of that brotherhood. It's amazing to see, man. Just Shaq is a great person outside of football, and he definitely, you know, keeps golfers in his life. So there's no surprise that he's, you know, uh, stepping up and coming up for coming up bid for us and getting back to form. You know, it seems to me like watching you guys last week, you haven't nobody let go of the rope. Like you're still in it. You're in a losing streak. You snap a four game losing streak that gets you back to a game within five hundred. As you well know, the team did start four and five last year before going on to win the division. Every year is different. But does it feel mm-hmm. like it could be shaping up the same way, given that you're tied atop the division with the Saints in the loss column? Yeah, it, it could be. You know, uh, any given Sunday in this league, man, it's a week-to-week league. But uh, that's how we're going to take it. You know, uh, week-to-week, we know what type of talent we have in the locker room. We know what type of team we are. And uh, we know we can accomplish anything we want to if we just, you know, work together and do what we do. Um, you know, uh, like I said, like I said, man, we know what we're capable of, especially after last week. And then uh, the past couple of weeks, you know, we didn't put the best film out there. But you know, the thing about it was a lot of a lot of stuff was self-inflicted mistakes. So we get that taken care of. We can be the best we can be. So um, now we got that potential. So uh, now we just got to keep on moving forward. You know, it's uh, the middle of the season. Um, it's, the, it's the it's it's a race to everybody. You know, obviously you know, trying to win a division, trying to get into the playoffs. So uh, we definitely know what's in, what's at stake for us, but. I said, man, it's a week-to-week lead, and we're taking it one week at a time, one day at a time, and uh, focusing on the opponent that we have next. Levante, David joining us. You know, I'm going to talk about him in a minute, or I should say the opponent you have next. I want to ask you about uh-huh. Baker Mayfield. Like, I've always been pro-Baker uh-huh. Mayfield. I'm not surprised that he's doing what he's doing in the sense that he's going to do whatever he can to make the most uh-huh. of whatever opportunity he gets. I'm curious, right. what kind of energy has he brought to the team? Does he have the full respect of everybody in that yeah. locker room? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, if you can't see it, man, you know, uh, Bake is a guy who adapts really well to his environment. You know, everybody, he's a real well-respected player. And uh, everybody just loves his competitiveness and his attitude, man. Just the way he competes, you know, on the field, he does everything. He plays his tail off to try to get the wit victory and uh, he just try to grind for every inch. And uh, we see that, man, and um, it's definitely a pleasure to play with him. Play with him. And, um, you know, every time, man, you know, every time you come on the field, he dapping guys up, his energy is contagious, and uh, we love to see it. I like that. I've, that's essentially what I've always liked about the guy. Now, if you always do that and you don't win, then mm-hmm. it doesn't matter as much, right? you got to execute and you got to yeah. play big when it matters most, but right. he does, and he's won football games. He's won games in the right. league, and he's won games in college, so I can appreciate it. You mentioned the opponent. Yeah. Of course, you got the 49ers coming up. Mm-hmm. A win over the 49ers – would help mm-hmm. a lot, right? As you start yeah. your film study based on what they did Sunday against mm-hmm. the Jags, do they look to you like the team they were back when they were 5-0 and and they were pretty healthy? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they're probably going to be the most complete team that we played all season. You know, they do what they do, and they do it really well. You know, uh, they got a lot of movement going on on offense. They have the, all the athletes out there. You know, uh, they got their two big key guys back in uh, Trent and uh, Debo Samuel. So, uh, you know, obviously you got, you know, Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle 
and Brandon Ayuk. So uh, they still got juice check. So they back to a complete team, man. And um, you know we're definitely gonna have our hands hands full coming up this week. And uh, we know what they're capable of. But like I said, man, we know we're capable of as well. So as long as we focus on what we need to focus on, and everybody just do our jobs, everything will be fine. Levante, David, joining me for a few more moments. You know, you laid it out, but how challenging is it to get ready for an opponent like that when they can have success through the air Mm -hmm. because they're dangerous passing Mm -hmm. the ball, but they also have Mm -hmm. arguably the most versatile back in football in Christian Mm -hmm. McCaffrey? Yeah, man. Uh, I think it just all comes down to discipline. When you play on a team like this, you know, who's trying to beat you, you know, outsmart you, you know, it comes down to just fundamentals and playing the game, using their technique. You know, don't try to do too much. Just play the game, play the game, and let the game come to you. Um, that's how they get people, man. You know, just get people going different directions. People kind of, like, lose sight of, them, of what they're supposed to do, and that's when they gas you. So uh, we definitely got to be, you know, on point in everything we do. You got to be able to tackle well. You got to be able to try to create takeaways and try to get off you, try to get, uh, create pressure on the quarterback. Seems to me, dude, this is why you're 12 years in and still playing at a very, very high level. It's that mentality. It's that approach. It's that mindset. Like, how much of the game is about technique and discipline? And then, frankly, how much of that game is just played right between your ears? Yeah, man, it's a lot. I think – I just think it's it's a game game for for people who, you know, use their brain. You know what I'm saying? Like, nothing's nothing's hard about it. It's just understanding your opponent and understanding how they're going to try to attack you. You know, uh, not a lot of, uh, not too many, you know, people who are very, like, athletic, you know, like, just, you don't have to be super athletic to play this game. You just got to be able to be disciplined, you know, know your fundamental fundamentals, and uh, just, you know, just tackling and blocking. You know, that's what it all comes down to. When you first learn the game, you learn how to tackle and you learn how to block. So, just that type of game, you know what I'm saying? Just got to use physicality. Uh, you know, get the ball carried to the ground and uh, use techniques and uh, just be very, very disciplined. Especially if a football team like this, you know, they want to try to out physical and stuff like that. But, you know, you know, we're a physical team too. So uh, we just got to be able to match that energy and uh, execute on a high level. I love that response. Levante David joining us. All right, so obviously you're deeply committed on the field, but I know you, you're also deeply committed off of the field and to giving mm-hmm. back through the work of your Levante Legends Foundation. What can you yeah. tell us about your annual Thanksgiving turkey dinner giveaway? It's coming up once again for families yeah. in need. In fact, it's this Saturday. Who is it for? What's it all about? Yeah, uh, just the families back in my community, man. Uh, you know, always, you know, growing up, you know, I never had the opportunity to attend things like that. I haven't, you know, didn't really, you know, hear much about people coming back and, and you know, doing things like this. So, you know, for me to be able to come back to my hometown of Miami, just give out, you know, turkeys and uh, food supplies for families who, you know, may not have a chance to, you know, get some turkeys or get some other supplies for, for their family to cook on Thanksgiving. So I made it my mission to be able to do this. And uh, we're giving away 300 turkeys at my um, at my alma mater high school, my Northwestern. So, you know, um, it just does something for me. You know, it just feels good for me to just you know give back to the community that helped me where I'm at today. Now, I was going to say to you, if you never had that growing up, and you know how important that would be to somebody who's never mm-hmm. had that, what's it feel yeah. like to you when you do that? What does that feel like? Yeah, man, just give me a, a sense of just you know knowing that you know I'm doing a good deed in the world. You know, um, I'm, I'm figuring out my purpose, and that's just, you know, helping people around me. 
you know, being kind to others and just, you know, uh, you know, just being a being a being a light and just trying to be a blessing, try to be a blessing on us, on others. And God bless me with this ability to be obviously, you know, play in the NFL, make a make a make a living for myself. And uh, I just want to do my part and, and give back to those who's not as much that not as fortunate. So, dude, finally, what's your why? Is it to be a light? Is it to help those around you to support mm-hmm. your loved ones? What is your why? My why is just be able to help help others around me. You know, uh, and, and be kind to others. Uh, like I always say, man, my dad used to always tell me, man, you, you never, no matter what you're going through, you never know what other people are going through. Your little problems may not be nothing to other people's problems. So uh, I just try to be, you know, keep a smile on my face, be kind to others, say hi to people, and always just try to bring positive energy and be a light for people who may not be having a good day. I love it, dude. You made it better. That's the whole point, right? Bring some positive energy and try and make it better. Levante David joining us. He's in his 12th season. That's a great, great cause. Appreciate you, my man. Appreciate the relationship. Always good to have you on the show. Thank you so much for making it better. No problem, Jim. Thank you for having me again, man. Nice talking to you as well, man. Always. Appreciate you. Levante David, making it better. Being a positive light. That's a great why. All right, your thoughts on that? 1-800-636-8686. So <laughs> that that's great. That's awesome. If you want to react to that, go ahead. That is a quality individual, class act, pros, pro, the whole thing, and committed to giving back, not because he feels obligated, but because he wants to. And like his dad told him, you never know what somebody else is going through. People are going through things, probably much worse than what you're going through. You should be a positive light. That one person who who weighed in and said, man, even Gail Sayers did not cry like that when Brian Piccolo passed away, which is kind of the whole take, right? I understand a Michigan man, I get it, right? You feel like everybody's coming for you. It's you against the world. You went on the road. You're having your best season in decades, probably. You've got a shot at the natty, a great shot, and then you feel like, man, they're coming for us. That's so unfair. Then you go to Happy Valley and you get that big win. Emotions are going to run high. I get that. They're not going to run that high. They're not going to run so high as to the point of hysteria and F-bombs. They're not going to run so high as to somebody in a post-game interview on live TV crying hysterically and F-bombing hysterically as if somebody died. Nobody died. Nobody's even sick. A coach got suspended, and by the way, for the second time this season. So what's all the hysteria about? What are all the tears about? What are all the F-bombs about? Gail Sayers, trust me, as much as he loves Jim Harbaugh, I don't think he loves Harbaugh more than Gail Sayers loved Brian Piccolo. And I don't think Gail Sayers cried that hard and that long with that many F-bombs when he lost his best friend to cancer. Not to a three-game suspension at the end of the regular season. This for you. Nobody died. What's going on here? I mean, I've worked with people that I'm really fond about, really fond about, and they lost their jobs. Didn't get suspended, but lost their jobs. I didn't cry much less cry like that. And if you're going to come up in here, Michigan man, say, Rome, dude, you just don't get it. I'm going to agree with you. I don't get it. That's the point of the take. I don't get it. Nobody died. 
How on earth was that the reaction? It was hysterical. I'm trying to think of when somebody did die. I want to be so careful how I say this. People close to me have died. Died. I've put them in the ground. I've done eulogies. It's sad, man. It's really sad and really hard and really emotional. But I haven't shed tears like that or F-bomb like that before, and certainly not on live TV. Love the out of you, man. I've loved the bleep out of some people I've lost, too, and never had that hysterical reaction. Amber wants in again. Romy, did Harbaugh say they were beating the odds? Who does he think they are? Central Michigan? They're freaking Michigan. They get top recruits, preseason rankings. They were like second or third in the nation. Real Cinderella story here. Stop playing the victim. This is what I mean. Even he can't believe that. That is such an amazing troll. We're all, we're America's team. How can America not fall in love with the little engine that could? How can America not fall in love with the team that's had to overcome everything we have? You know, beats How the can, odds, beats the adversity. Beats the odds, beats the adversity. What adversity? The adversity you created by presiding over a cheating scandal? That adversity? What adversity? And, you know, critics, so-called experts. The, the adversity uh, of you imposing a suspension on yourself earlier in the season? What adversity? And I, and I agree. I'm not saying the Big Ten handled that the best way. I'm not even saying I agree with the way the Big Ten handled that. But if he for one second actually believes that are America's team, that is maybe the cringiest thing he's ever said. And he has said a lot of cringy things. However, I don't even think that guy's that cringy. It's got to be America's It's a team. troll. Dude, good on you, bro. Good troll. We're America's team. Because he knows that everybody's hating on him. So he's leaning into it. They hate us. They hate us. They hate us. Oh, man, we're America's team. Everybody loves us. That's a good troll. Liz in Falls City is in. Have Coach Moore and Jeff in San Antonio ever been in the same room? What, that Coach Harbaugh? Oh, I'm asking here. War me and my fiance and War Jordan. At least Jeff in San Antonio never F-bombed on the air. Jeff... Are you kidding? Jeff in San Antonio sounds straight composed by comparison. Jeff in San Antonio is the one saying like, yo, dude, get a hold of yourself. Get a grip, dude. This is for you. Jeff and and this guy. This guy's like, get a grip, dude. I am definitely a bad Jeff in San Antonio seems absolutely unflappable. By comparison. Oh, Coach Love you guys. These you guys right here. These guys right here, man. I am definitely a These bad guys These Canon essay writes, Rome, Michigan coach Moore sounds like a drunk groom at a bachelor party blubbering about all his ride or die buddies. I love you dudes. You've always had my back. Effing love you guys. Love you guys. These f- you guys, right here. These guys right here. Good point. 
1-800-636-8686. Vaughn in Knoxville generally has something interesting to say. Let's see. Which adversity is Coach Harbaugh talking about overcoming? The adversity of coaches who get paid millions of dollars to cheat at a game? The adversity of players who get paid thousands of dollars to go to a university for free. The adversity of the fan base and alumni who piggyback the success of others. Nicole Brown Simpson thinks that you play the victim too much, Harblaw. Hey, Vaughn, you were fine until that last line. All right, so what do we still have? You've got those topics. You know what I want to get into? I want to get into, I mean, here we are Tuesday already. I want to get into Jimbo Fisher, A&M, the buyout, the message it sends, how much freaking money they have there that they could do that. And then who gets that job? Who gets the next big paycheck there? Because they can effectively have whoever they want. Just throw some money at it. They've got a lot of money. It's incredible you could pay a guy 76 mil to just go away and yet still have at least that or way more money in the coffers to bring in the next guy. So who is the next guy? I'll tell you who it should be in my mind. Or I can make an argument for him. Dan Lanning. Love him. I'll tell you a guy who said it's not going to be me. Dan Lanning. And he said it in no uncertain terms. I want to hit that when we come back. And if you want to jump in on here, jump in here, go ahead. 1-800-636-8686 is your phone number. Hit me up on the X at Jim Rome. Email me at Rome, R-O-M-E, at haveatake.com, and we will come right back. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Once again, Dunn Granger is offering supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call or click Granger.com or stop on by. Like, Jim Harbaugh just says weird things. Weird things. Like, we're America's team. Like, there's no way he believes that, right? What a great troll. Unless he believes that. And then it's not a troll. Then it's just really weird and annoying. He just says weird things. And in terms of a, a coach's reaction, hysterical, F-bombing reaction, my reaction to that was nobody died. Nobody died and nobody's even sick. Except, come to find out, Harbaugh is sick. He is actually sick. Just don't let the assistant know. Because if that was his reaction, if he was upset before, If he finds out his guy is sick, who knows how far off the rails he'll come. But apparently Harbaugh is sick. And not sick like, I knew something was wrong with that guy. There's got to be faulty wiring. Nobody says the types of things that he says. There must be something wrong. He must be sick. Yes, he is. But not to that extent. He just has the common cold. Now, if you had a cold... And somebody asked you about the cold, what would you say? 
It's nothing, man. It's a cold. Just a cold. You know, there's no cure for it. Whatever. What are you going to do? I'm going to work out. I'm going to smash some vitamin C. Maybe I'll have a cup of tea. Maybe I'll hit that with a cough drop. I don't know. Who cares? It's a cold. It's just a cold. It's just a cold. That's what you would say. That's what anybody would say. Not Harbaugh. This is what Jim Harbaugh had to say when asked about his cold. I don't know what I have. Some kind of some kind of virus or something. Uh, trainer told me, but I'm not sick. Feel great. Got a tremendous workout in today. Thank you, Coach uh, Sean Lockwood, for that. I'm uh, the iron wall that viruses bash against and and shatter. I'm the iron wall that viruses bash against and shatter. The iron wall that viruses bash against and and shatter. That's what I mean by being a troll. Like, no serious person would ever say something like that. Nobody who isn't trolling you would ever say something like that. At that point, he's just leaning into it. Ask me anything. Ask me anything. Oh, that cold? cold? Uh, I'm just the iron wall. The iron wall that... That viruses bash bash up against and and shatter. shatter. Hey, man, for Coach Moore's sake, I I hope he didn't hear that. I hope he doesn't know that his coach is sick. My man might start hyperventilating. Oh, I miss Coach. He's got a cold. Effing viruses. Don't, don't, don't hurt my coach. There's got to be a cure for the common cold. Viruses have no, viruses have no chance against him. They'll smash up against him and they'll shatter. We're getting ready for Maryland. I'm thinking about you, coach. I know you have the sniffles. Nobody died. Nobody's sick. Viruses don't have a chance against him. He's an iron wall that they smash up against. The iron wall that viruses bash against. What do you come up with this stuff, dude? Shatter. Nobody who's not trolling says things like that. It's a wee fence. A wee fence. The viruses smash up against our wee fence and get shattered. It's a wee fence. Anyway, I'm done with that topic. I'm still looking for... Somebody from Buffalo. Actually, we did have some good phone calls from Buffalo. The ultimate Buffalo man. Never man, Michigan. Never mind, Michigan man. The ultimate Buffalo man is nowhere to be found. Of course, it's not a national holiday. So the ultimate Buffalo man, Rick, he only calls when school is not in sesh or it's a smack off day or it's the start of smack off season because that's the only time he's free. We'll see. I I put out the buffalo light, the Batman signal for the ultimate buffalo man, Rick. We'll see. Either way, when we come back, I do want to talk about Jimbo Fisher and Dan Lanning. Fisher is out. He's getting paid. He's holding a lottery ticket. And who is going to be his replacement? Who makes the most sense? They've got all the money in the world, apparently. Who are they going to give it to? We will talk about that when we come back. Here is a sports update for you. Here is Rich Ackerman. 
right, so really quickly, one last segment. Last chance for you to get through. Let me just read this. Mark in Toledo. Hey, Mark, this is a bad comp. It's a bad comparison you're trying to make here. I know you think you're funny, but you're not. But I'm actually glad you brought this up. Dear Jim, that Michigan coach bawling like crazy is ridiculous. Signed, N. Kerrigan. Mark and Toledo. Okay, so she was bawling like crazy. Do you know why she was bawling like crazy? Because she was physically attacked. Do you know why she was bawling like crazy? Because some goon bounced a lead pipe off her knee. Do you know why she was bawling like crazy? Because it hurt a lot. And she also knew that the Olympic dream may have died right there outside the rink. She, she was hurting physically and emotionally. But most of all, she had been attacked. And even she wasn't bawling or as hysterical as the assistant coach. She didn't even F-bomb. She said, why, why? For this university, the president... See, that right there is the perfect time for hysterics. She's walking out of the rink. She had done her training. And some fat goon rolled up on her and bounced a lead pipe off her knee. That's a reason to be hysterical. That's a reason to be screaming. The other, not at all. I mean, so bad, bad, bad comp by you, dude. But I'm glad you brought that up. All right, so Michigan man and Michigan scandal continue to one-up themselves. But there is some other stuff going on. Why don't we talk about the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, which is becoming available once again. The pot of gold being the Texas A&M head coaching job. Because old thin skin did not make it to the end of the season. Season number six in College Station. Something tells me Jimbo Fisher is not all that broken up about it. In fact, it feels a lot less like a devastating blow to Jimbo than a, quote, what time do you want me to leave and what door do you want me out of, brother, kind of situation. I said, what time do you want me to leave and what door do you want me out of, brother? (laughs) Which is one of the greatest quotes ever. Coach Ed, what time do you want me to leave and which door do you want me out of, brother? I said, what time do you want me to leave and what door do you want me out of, brother? Incredible. Brother. And the crazy thing about that, that was his reaction to having 17.1 mil left on his contract. A golden line. Jimbo, on the other hand, just got the guillotine from AM, but they still owe him $76.1 million. This is one of the all-time heists in college football history, in sports history, in life history. One of the all-time heists in heist history. Tom Cruise, dangling from a vent, thinks that what Jimbo just pulled off was slick as hell. The impossible thing, where the rest of the crew is like, we're going to do what? We're going to do what? Yeah, yeah, we're going to do it. That's impossible. No, it's not. Jimbo doesn't get that 76 mil right away. What he gets is 19.2 in the next 60 days, but then he'll make 7.2 mil every year through 2031. Bobby Bonilla is envious of that. Best part of all that, at least for Jimbo, and this is incredible. 
This is incredible. I thought the buyout was incredible. Like, I can't even believe this is true. But apparently there's no offset language, meaning he can take another job and still get all his paper. Normally, you can't work in order to get that paper. He can con some other team into some other crazy contract and then get paid two crazy salaries until the year 2031. So again, I don't think this dude's too busted up about being broken off. And you just know there are coaches around the country that are salivating right now at the prospect of being the next ones in line for a piece of the pot of gold. And already some really interesting names are being bandied about. First name, Lane Kiffin, of course. Lane Kiffin. Makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. Mike Elko from Duke was on Jimbo's staff at A&M. Maybe they bring him back. Maybe they try to lure another Florida State coach and Mike Norvell. Other names, Jeff Trailer at UTSA. I've spoken to him, good coach. Rhett Lashley at SMU, another in-state possibility. But the one name that so many people have gravitated towards, and it makes sense because he's doing a hell of a job running the Oregon Ducks right now, my guy Dan Lanning. There's a lot of buzz building around what Dan has done and about what he was directly asked about yesterday. And look, we've been down this road many times, right? It's one of the hardest questions to answer as a major football coach. You know what? I ask coaches this question all the time, and it's always awkward. It's always awkward. Awkward. This is what I love about Lanning. Lanning doesn't get awkward. Man, he shoots straight. He'll tell you what's on his mind. You ask him a question, he'll give you an answer. Now, depending on where his career goes from here, this is either going to go down as one of the best, most forceful, most loyal, most sincere answers a coach has ever given in this spot. Or it's going to wind up right next to Nick Saban's, I'm not going to be the Alabama coach. I'm not going to be the Alabama coach. In the hypocritical foot-in-the-mouth Hall of Fame. Dan Lanning was asked about Texas A&M. Here's what he said. You know, a lot of coaches hang on to these moments and they don't do anything or don't say anything. One, because they don't want egg on their face when they decide to do something else. Right. Two, because they're concerned about things that I'm not concerned about, like getting a better contract. Like I'm taken care of extremely well here at Oregon. I have the resources I need here at Oregon to be really, really successful. I'm not motivated by that. I'm motivated by winning. I'm motivated by being elite here. Um, and our players deserve my complete focus. Uh, Our fans deserve the best uh, product on the field. So it's outside noise. It didn't matter before. It doesn't matter now. I'll continue to say it till I'm blue in the face. I want to be here at Oregon. Uh, That hasn't changed. That won't change. I mean, my man, that is carved into marble. That is etched in stone. That is such an incredible answer. If you stay there and you stay there a long time. And if you fully believe, I don't need to go anywhere, man. I love it here. I love the resources. I love the support. I love my players. I love the alumni. I love the lifestyle. I love where I live. I I love everything about this place. I don't need to go anywhere else. I can win a natty here. I can win more than one natty here. I mean, that's an amazing answer. I would never, ever go in on a guy for saying that because I'm constantly asking coaches that question. They give me nothing. Nothing. Part of me wants to say, damn, coach, maybe say less. That is, maybe, but maybe in his heart he knows. He said it. 
Most guys in my position do not answer that question because they don't want to end up with egg on their face. Or they want a better contract. I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about any of those things. I'm not worried because I know I'm not going anywhere. I'm not worried because I'm already well taken care of. I'm not worried because I'm about the other thing. Winning and taking care of my guys. A hell of an answer, man. Hell of an answer. One problem. What happens when A&M backs up the pot of gold? The pot of gold truck. Everybody's got a price. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't. My man, you hear that truck? You hear that that beep, beep, beep? That's the truck backing up. You know what's inside that truck? The biggest pot of gold ever. It's yours. It's not enough? No problem. We'll get more. In fact, we got a whole fleet of trucks coming, and they're all filled with gold. Gold, Dan. That, that was such a strong response. I mean, it's one thing for Nick Saban just to have that one-liner. My man just went. I'm not that that was way though. stronger. Nick just went all red-ass with it. I'm not going to say it again. I'm not going to be the Alabama coach. I You're not? I have to comment on this. I think I've said this over and over and over again. That's pretty strong, too. I'll continue to say it till I'm blue in the face. I want to be here at Oregon. Uh, that hasn't changed. That won't change. That hasn't changed, and that won't change. Like, he didn't crack the door open. And the other thing is, he, it's not even about A&M. Like, Saban made it about Alabama. I'm not going to be the next Alabama coach. My man Dan Lanning was not saying, I'm not going to be the next A&M coach. He was saying, in effect, I'm not going anywhere. If you're a Duck fan, that's the greatest thing you've ever heard because he's done an amazing job. If you're the Duck coach and you said that, that's quite a statement. I mean, zero chance? My man, you either have the best job ever, you're the best guy ever, you're the most loyal guy ever, and I'm guessing to stand by that statement, you're all the above because you're going to be in demand. He is going to be in demand. I'm motivated by winning. Or maybe he really believes, I've got the best job in America. What's better than Oregon? Where are there better resources than Oregon? We're in the right spot at the right time. I love it here. I'm not going anywhere. Headed to the Big Ten. Love it. Nike money. Headed to the Big Ten. Spectacular facilities. They love me. My family's comfortable here. You know, maybe it's Mark Few. But Oregon. But Eugene. Instead of Spokane. I don't know. That was a strong-ass statement, though. A really strong statement. Hell of a coach. I love the guy. But I wonder how that's going to age. I wonder how that's going to age. Will he end up with the egg on his face that he said that he will not have? It's either going to age brilliantly or not well at all. And then what do you say? Or, or could, Because he's a really engaging guy. He's very intense, but really engaging. Like, if you try and ask Nick, hey, Nick, what about that whole I'm not going to be the next Alabama head coach? He'll just red-ass his way out of it. I shouldn't even have to comment on this. I think I, I shouldn't even have to comment on this. I, I don't think Dan Lanning would say, I shouldn't even have to comment on this. Well, yeah, you should. You just made it very clear that you were never going to leave. Anyway, if you're an Oregon fan or Oregon administrator or Nike, that is music to your ears. I want to be here at Oregon. Uh, that hasn't changed. That won't change. 
Are your wiper blades chattering? Are they skipping? Are they squeaking? Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts, and they'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Stop by today or learn more at OReillyAuto.com. Good interview day. Christian Okoye way back in hour one. That was a blast. Hope you saw that. Get his book. Let's get a brand new book out. It's a really good book. Levante David also coming up big for us. That was the top of hour number three. If I didn't get you through today on the phones, take your shot tomorrow. My thanks to the XR4TI crew. Did a great job as always. Thank you for listening. See you tomorrow. We're out.